This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Darkness, despair, nihilism, hopelessness, hate, brutality. A true cult atheist lifestyle is hard to live. And black metal shows us the way. But how does one be so cool when everyone else is so fucking stupid? Here at the Elitist Black Metal School of Etiquette, we teach you how to hate everything and hail Satan while fitting in with the rest of society. Hail Satan! We offer the basic how-to classes in the following. God is dead! How to rape the willing. No! How to properly clean up after sacrificing an animal or human being to Satan. And we're offering advanced courses in the following. How not to hate women that are completely out of your league. And hiding your obvious racism. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Satan is his father. The elitist black metal school of etiquette. There is no God. No! This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spych. There you go. There you go. There you go. What's going on, guys? Metal Sucks Podcast back again. I'm your host, Brandon Hahn. I'm always joined by my other host, Petter Spych. That's right. Boy, that song ended abruptly. You did that with your <laughs> finger. I saw you turn the, mat, the, the thing down. So I don't know if you heard in the bit that uh, I kind of... I kind of fucked up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you fucked up a lot, actually. <laughs> there was like a bunch of places where I was like, whoa, this is not tying together at all. First off, there is a big difference between atheism and, and, hailing, Satan. and hailing Satan. Yeah, I picked up on that. Yeah, if it were the Atheism <laughs> Institute, they would just be like, hey, come hang out at the Atheism Institute. Well, I said there's no God at the end, although it was saying hail Satan through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, atheism. Uh, they don't sacrifice Where were you, anything. Bro? Where were you? I sent you the fucking script ahead of time. Look, you didn't read it. Dude, you I, never read the script. I love to give you enough rope. That's what it is. I like <laughs> to <laughs> hang myself. Yeah, and then on top of that, too, I really love in the bit, too, where you said this. You go, <laughs> you're like, uh, yeah, learn how to rape the willing. And then you go and say, learn how to not disrespect women. Learn how to not be racist. And it's like, whoa, hold on a second here. Yeah. <laughs> You went, you went off track. A, there was like a number of parts. I don't think you really thought it all the way through. It sounded good in theory. I think, I th- dude, I think I nailed it. I think you nailed it. <laughs> I just think that uh, ideologically there was some issues. Yes. That's all it was. But I, I, I'm totally fine with it. Well, I'm I mean, happy with it. It just depends on where you're saying. If you're, if you're talking from You know how many goat noises I had to listen to to make the perfect goat noise after the sacrifice? That was, that was a I'm going to say like three? Seven. <laughs> right on. Wow. There, kept, there, there was too many bars, and I wanted to scream. Yeah. But I didn't want to see a goat die. Like I'm, oh, I can't handle those videos. <laughs> so I needed a goat to scream while happy. It was, it was a little... YouTube. YouTube. What was it? What was the goat doing? Was it was it getting some dick? Oh, no, somebody oh. was uh somebody. What yeah, did you know. just yeah. say? Moving on. Moving yeah, on. moving yeah. the. Yeah, you just made me look good. Anybody? Somebody was dangling some hay and pulling it away from the goat, and then he just screamed at him. It All right. Fucking moving on. I, love, I do love videos of goats though, like of goats getting screaming. some dick. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. No, I just love how they just scream. I like the goats. The goats that are just like, <laughs> like they just scream bloody murder. Not like a bam, but just like a. Bah! Like, it sounds like a human, 
Those are my favorite goats. You have no idea how bad I want to start the show over because you <laughs> said that joke. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, we're gonna fucking we're gonna we're gonna move we're on. Moving All right. on. Well, okay. Well, I'm just gonna say you glossed over the difference between Satanism and atheism. No, and I, I mixed them into one. Yeah, and then I just mixed uh, goats getting fucked into your bit. Can I be honest? Like, I love the black metal scene. I love black metal, but I do think sometimes that they mix atheism and Satan, Satanism in their songs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's some mixed messages of like, those two yeah. ideologies in a lot of black metal albums. You, you're now, people might right. hate on me for saying that. You're right about that because one minute they'll go hard about like how there is no God, and then the next, next minute, minute it'll be a song about how we're Satan's children. Mm. You know, it's true. Now, I, I the the bad part is that I'm saying the statement out loud without proof. But when I was doing the bit, that was kind of what I was thinking in my mind. Right. So That's good to see that it just hit you now. <laughs> I'm trying to save face <laughs> later. Anyways. Maybe we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. So uh, uh, a big story of this week, or there's many big stories. Uh, the main story we'll get to a little bit later that we felt was the main story. But uh, James Hetfield of Metallica. He, um, heard of him. You heard of him? Yeah. Um, somebody uh, had the knowledge to ask him about the, uh, the bass missing from the, uh, the classic album and justice for all and asked if they would ever remix or remaster the thing and and add the bass in there and he said no how do you feel about that well i mean first off i don't think there's anything wrong with injustice for all i mean the album itself is phenomenal now you got to realize when when that album came out we were really young yeah and we didn't realize what bass guitars did no so for me it was just like whoa but i still listen to it and i love it no now well but we've already gotten used dude that's the thing that i think about music that uh today's especially is that you get used to whatever quality is given to you because a lot of the music you're listening to is now in headphones or, or streaming well, or so, so the quality isn't what it used to be but back then this was a you know a big production record all that stuff. well l- let me just say this um the one time i did hear an injustice for all song uh well i heard corn play one and that, oh, that was, was awful horrendous. it was horrendous because that. of the bass yeah. Be- now, granted, no. you know. Okay, your example. Robert Trujillo is not. <clears throat> well, we're talking about Jason Newstead on that record, but your example right, is. Right, but if they're going to add the bass in, are they going to take Jason's Bro, bass parts? Why, why I want to argue with you this is because Korn is not Metallica. So if Korn covered any Metallica song with more bass or less bass, it's going to sound not probably good. You're right. That, you know what I'm saying? So. It, now, if you had a lot more low end on like the Frayed End of Sanity or, or any of those songs, dude, like, like Blackened, I can't hear it in my head, so I don't want them to touch it. Because the way it comes off to me on that record is, is perfect. Like that record isn't the best Metallica record, but it's my favorite. Um, you know, I know that Master of Puppets and Ride Lightning is better, but for some yeah. reason, Injustice for All. Will, the only reason is Injustice, my the only reason Injustice for All is my favorite is because when I was eight years old, that's the that's, thing. yeah, that's when it came out. Well, then I was nine. Then you mm-hmm. know, what I mean, so it was like when I was like eight or nine when I heard it, and that was like the first metal song I ever heard was one, yeah. and it changed my life. And then from then on. That's why. That's why Injustice for All will always have a special place in my heart. And that's, I mean, we, the, so that's why I don't want it to be touched, just because of the. Uh, the it's got. It, there's a sentimental value to that album, and I don't think it should be touched. And that, and that's a good point you brought up because I, I think a lot of people forget like where people enter the musical genre of their age or whatever the gap. Like that's usually the most important album to, to them. Like Dude, I'm going to say I'll, some blasphemy right now. Like my most important bolt thrower album is Mercenary because that's the first one I got. When I was like 18. Oh, hey, by and, the way, speaking of, we'll be talking with Landfill from oh, Iron Reagan. Dude, <laughs> talking to just about it. But anyways, so go ahead. Yeah, so, 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 and that's the one, like, 
you know, fans aren't going to go over the roof for that record, but that's the one I got into. So that's why Injustice for All is yours. But for me, that was my first Metallica record. And then I went back in the catalog. Oh, that's what I did. Yeah, that's what I think a lot of people of our generation did. Well, you got to understand, like, before that song, the Mm -hmm. only cassette tapes that I had, and that's what they were, cassette tapes. Yeah. uh, I I still have a ton of cassettes. Yeah, I had Beach Boys' greatest hits, because these are all music that my parents bought. You're eight, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I had Simpsons sing the blues, bro. Keep going. (laughs) Do the Bartman, brother. Let's go. It was Beach Boys' greatest hits, and then it was uh, Huey Lewis in the News. Wow. So that was pretty much it. And then you got Metallica. And then your life changed. I it think that, that's the story of every metalhead, dude. They it had did. they had they had their NXS records, and, and then and all of a sudden, Death Angel or you know somebody came into their life. Yeah, right, right. And I think that's why I just don't want them to mess with it because I know there's going to be an obvious difference if you throw an instrument in there that wasn't there in the beginning. Then yeah, we are going to know the difference, and the album is not going to sound at all the same, especially when you add in that low end. I mean, what would happen if they threw a saxophone into the album? I mean, it would sound fucking like you're like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? You know what I mean? And dude, I'll tell you right now, I'm fifty fifty on the remix remaster type stuff. Um, I think a lot of the classic records shouldn't be touched, like Injustice for All. But I think a lot of the earlier like debut records from bands that didn't have the budget or didn't have the money to get it remixed or remastered later. I've been okay with that in my life. You know? I, yeah, yeah. Like, if it was uh, when you hear really low budget recordings, but the album is fantastic, yeah. I mean, you can actually hear the static. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Then go back. Like there. the Legacy from Testament. I remember they redid it. Uh, they redid it. It was like First Strike Still Deadly years later. And I didn't care for that remake of it. Even though I go back and listen to the Legacy, it is very much like, you know, low budget. But. It's, it's, it's hard to pick and choose. I, I think artists should always move forward and not ever go over ground. Right. You know? uh, in in well, any it depends. form. It depends on what kind of an artist are you. You know what I mean? Like, are you the artist that is constantly moving forward? You know, like Metallica, who's releasing, who releases new records, what, every four or five years? Well, five, six. eight years for this. Yeah. No, you're wrong. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before that, though. I guess. <laughs> so anyways, but uh, moving on to Metallica, we'll keep going. Uh, Lars Ulrich has been in the news as well a lot this week lately. And, um, you know, he, he said things like calling Lady Gaga uh, a new fifth member of Metallica, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if he said that about Lou Reed in the past. We'll, we'll go to that later. And then Lady Gaga got like a Metallica, a big Metallica tattoo of like that moth on her on her back, you know. So uh, there's a very... And, and here's the thing. I can't say Lady Gaga is a true supporter of metal, even though I'm not familiar with her mu- music, dude. She's, I've heard her truly support Iron Maiden, oh, Anthrax, that's why, Metallica. So yeah, she, listens, she listens to that stuff to yeah. get inspiration to write her music, which sounds, which is not at all metal. But, I mean, it's, it's it makes, weird. It makes sense. It's dude. weird, though. Like, certain things will inspire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, I think a lot of artists uh, take uh energy or emotion from different th- even metal i think metal guys like you know i think like if, when, when i hear like a dark tranquility record and i hear them like do you think kinda, maybe do you think maybe she'll go back and add in rah 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 to one in the remaster i don't know okay that, well, that was a joke. Yeah, oh. sorry. Oh, it's okay. That was sorry. a poker face. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're reason, double downing. Just the, stop double downing. The only reason, the only <laughs> you blew reason, it? Move on. Yeah, the only reason I know that is just from Cartman thinks to South Park. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's why, I'm not, that's why I'm not making Lady Gaga references because yeah. I'm not too knowledgeable. However, dude, um, um, they had the worst performance at the Grammys, I think, in a long time. It was a... a, a, a it was well, made they fun of across Metallica, yeah. So, so they, they, I mean, they completely. First off, they didn't even uh, turn his microphone even, on. They didn't even turn his microphone on. Number one, how do you fuck that up? 
Okay. And then number two, they didn't even announce Metallica. But uh, yeah, I know. Which that's that's why the Grammys could go suck all the dicks. Uh, exactly. I but hate I guess the point is, is that like, how did that merit a tattoo? A Metallica tattoo, and how did that merit Lars Ulrich calling her like the fifth man? Well, the because because the performance was so bad. Instead of letting it just kind of die, they're kind of like, well, because Metallica's looking at that like, okay, Metallica. They're notorious for this. They're, they are notorious for this. For like I, Lulu's still good. For for you know never really. Oh, never, never saying anything up about Saint, Saint Anger. Yeah, yeah. like oh Saint Anger, that was a real piece of shit. They're notorious know? for this. Yeah. I understand that, but. At the same time, though, why they're saying like Lady Gaga is the fifth member of Metallica is because now they're bleeding over into her audience, and she's got a gigantic fan following. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, that's it, probably true. Yeah, so that's probably that's and that's all Lars Ulrich is. I mean, that's why he's still with the band. I mean, he he's the reason why that band is where they're at right now is because of him out there hustling and saying shit like that. I, I, I it's a market. He's a marketing genius. Say what you will about the guy, but he knows how to market his product. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with. It. I think they're all marketing geniuses. I mean, pretty much. But they're also, dude. Like I said, certain bands when they get to a certain echelon, the ACDCs, the Metallicas. If there's electricity, they can play a stadium. You know, anywhere in the world, they can't really go wrong. You know, and Metallica's been there, dude. I mean, Saint Anger would kill most bands. Lulu would kill most bands. Yes. You know. Didn't I remember you, when the Black Album came out, everybody f- hated Metallica. And it's like, and I'm not saying that that's like one of my favorite albums, but. Well, in what, hindsight, like I, uh, everybody. But then it was load and reload. Everyone was ready to turn their back on them. And it's like, look, if, if a different band made load or reload, those would be great albums across the board. But because Metallica. If Soundgarden made, made those records, you're right. But, right. You no, know, you're completely right. But, um, that, but that's the problem is that you, you just said it. Two decades more. People haven't enjoyed their music, but they're still on top of the world. Right. You know? And that's what I mean. They're untouchable. Guns N' Roses is untouchable. You know, despite not having really a record with the original band 25 years, they're selling tickets. Like, And to reach that level in, in metal or hard rock or something like that is, is rare. So he can't go wrong. So he could let this die. He could let the Grammy thing die. He could never bring it up again in an interview. But in this situation, though, but to. you got to understand, though, back in the day, you know, you okay, back in the 80s, you would remember every 80s and 90s, you would remember every member of the band. It was very easy, you know, because because there were only we were only getting so many bands like, you know, I'll tell you why it was easy now. And, and I'm going to I know what you're saying, but it was easy because we got. We got physical copies of CDs. We got booklets with names in it. We got all these things that were different. Yeah, like, exactly. It's funny because we, the, when we interviewed Landfill uh, about uh, you know the new Iron Reagan record was, was the primary thing we were talking about. He brought up that he wrote all the music for the last Six Feet Under record, not the new one, Crypt of the Devil. And I was like, wait, I thought I got that record. I did buy the record on iTunes. I didn't had a clue that he wrote the music on that record. Where back in the day, I would flip through the book. I would know my stuff, right? So obviously, I'm sure a quick Google search will show all that. But the point is, is that that's why people aren't keeping up like they used to keep up because it's not part of the it's package. Not, yeah, it's not. A, there's know? no physical. You're, there's nothing you know, tangible. S- that streaming and all that, that stuff, like to keep up with the bands, that's members. Say, that are, yeah. It's it's a lot harder than it was back in the day. Back in the day, you know, I picked up you know King for a Day for for a lifetime. I'm like, wait a second, where's Jim Martin here? You know, and Faith No More. You're like, he's he's missing in the picture. His name's not there. You know what's going on, and then you you're like. Because there wasn't that whole research thing. So you just knew he was gone at that point because he's not on the album. Right. Right? As far as I'm talking about the pictures and stuff like that. Um, but now, to keep track, you have to pretty much do your due diligence on the web. You know? Well, and that's, but that's why 
guys like Lars have to say something about someone who's very, very, very popular about them being the fifth member of the band. Because now, if they're ever in a town where she's at, like, she, I think she lives in New York. If Metallica goes to Madison Square Garden, I mean, they would sell it out anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, but they, they would they're sell already it at the anyway. echelon. It doesn't but matter. But again, though, but the, here's, a, like, this is what, uh, like, U2, I'm not a U2 guy at all. But what they do very well is they always have uh, is annoy me. What, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, but they always have like um, they always have like popular singers go up and join them on stage, and they, that way they that helps them stay relevant. That's what uh, uh, again, I, I, I dude, I'll give you two credit for you know having Eagles of Death Metal come back and finish up that France concert. That was really that was some goosebump stuff when I saw that on that their HBO special. But, but what I'm saying, the point is, 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 is that I'll give them all credit, but they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. But they don't have the to cater time, to anyone. They're you two. They're Metallica. But my thing is though, is usually Metallica news. You'll only get it from MetalSucks.net. You know what I mean? That's, no, bro. It's everywhere. No, it's on every hard no, rock thing in the world. Metallica news? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, shut up for a second, uh-huh. stupid. God, I want to punch ahead. you when you do this. Go ahead. So here's the deal. Yeah, it's on every single hard rock thing. But the thing is, though, is it's on the hard rock website. When Lars says Lady Gaga's the fifth member, now it's on Yahoo News. Now it's on CNN.com. Now it's on Fox News. It's on Facebook News. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So now so now you're seeing, oh, you know, now before they would go, oh, Metallica, I haven't heard that name in a bit. And then they and then they pay attention and they will see what the fuck is going on. Okay, well, we'll move forward on this. I do I do see your point. I don't disagree with you. I'm just I'm just letting you know. It's I a just marketing think they move. don't need to do it. I don't think Lady Gaga should have got that fucking tattoo. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> like if so, like like Metallica says, "Hey, Brandon's the fifth member." I'm like, "Thanks, guys," and that's all that's happening. I guess she's getting, officially more metal than me now. Dude, yeah. I'm not getting Shit. a fucking tattoo. Are you kidding me? Are you guys gonna get Metal Sucks podcast on you? Then, then no, I'm not doing it. So the next uh, the large named person in the news this week is uh, Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Now mm-hmm. he is uh, he's he's releasing a book. Uh, the book is about America and politics. Now, um, I'm kind of surprised. And now I know that you and Corey Taylor are, uh, you guys know each other. Yeah, so we're acquaintances. You're, you're, you're not going to say anything uh, negative well, about Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say anything negative about no, it. No, I Why would that. I say something negative? He's writing a book about politics. I mean, but, no, why, would I, why would I shit on that? I'm not saying, well, the reason that you might want to shit America, on that. It's America, Pete. Okay. But do He's you got think the right to do what he wants to do. I agree with that. What is this, China? Is he qualified what is to this, write Russia a book in 1982? about America and politics? What is this, George Orwell? Oh, is he qualified? Is he qualified? Well, who the fuck is, is uh, look at the people that do write books on politics. Fucking Ann Coulter. Look at the dumb shit that she fucking says. Okay, well, that's that not, your, her, here's the thing, here's the thing. That's her, she's that's been a, doing that forever, and I'm not saying that, that you have me, to agree I'm with her, saying, but well, she is a political figure. But what, doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that Corey Taylor can't read as many fucking manuscripts that that dumb skank read. Same thing with that Tommy Lauren, that dumb little blonde chick that gets eaten up when she goes on Bill Maher looks like a fucking moron. She's 24 years old. Does she really qualify to talk about politics? You don't need, you're not even old Isn't enough. Isn't that the problem you're with not politics even old, right now, You're though? not even old enough to write, rent a fucking car, and you're over here telling people how to live? Fuck off. But isn't that the problem right now with politics? Is that all we're having is unqualified people tell us how yes. to fucking do shit? We have an unqualified person in the fucking White House. I understand. And I'm not disagreeing, but I'm not trying to get into this debate with you. What I'm trying to say is why would you say Corey Taylor should be a person to write this. Now, I'm not saying is it going to be more than a, a, a blog that he's calling a book? Look, look, look. I'm not saying should, okay? Because all I'm saying is this. When you have guys like Rush Limbaugh who lie through their fucking teeth every goddamn time they crack the, crack the fucking microphone, and he's writing a fucking book, okay? 
Again, and, and, a political gets, figure, but keep but going. Gets, but gets, can, you, can you give me like a, poli- uh, a musician that writes books about politics rather than using political figures? Uh, the lead singer of um, Bad Religion. God damn it. What's his name? Greg Graff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does he's a like political that. science teacher, though. Okay. And he's educated. It doesn't matter. So he's qualified. But see, he's only the reason why you're saying he's qualified is just because he got a diploma. That doesn't in mean political it, science. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean. No, that does mean. No, no, he's no. Qualified. But that doesn't mean that Corey Taylor can't go out there and, and learn the same shit by reading the same books just because he doesn't want to drop thirty grand on a fucking diploma. That's the problem, right there. What you just said. No, everybody thinks that they they can negate the the right education and all that stuff, and their opinions matter. That's not the way it should work, okay? Just like you're talking shit about the president not going through any kind of channels and becoming a president and not being qualified, that's exactly the same problem. If Greg Graffin from Bad Religion went to political science through UCLA, got a degree, teaches it, okay, he is qualified to talk about it because he is teaching it to the public, okay, in an unbiased way. He understands that. He is a musician, but again, he was educated that way. If Corey Taylor doesn't want to, Corey Taylor of all people has thirty thousand dollars to get a degree. By the way, if he wants to go through the channels and then write a book about it, I think it will have more meaning and more power. But if he just wants to write one because, but all I'm saying is this, he's this, famous this, this and is, people will buy it. This is that's this where is, I, this I, is the problem me. I have with what you're saying, though, mm-hmm. because no matter what, whether you get the education or not, it's going to be subjective, and you're going to write it from your point of view. So what's the difference? I mean, it's like so, I mean, like you're basically saying that just because he doesn't have uh, a political science degree yes. that he doesn't know how the political system works, and that's not true. George Carlin didn't have a fucking diploma. I mean, George Carlin dropped out of high school, I but know. he said some of the most brilliant things in the world. Should we not take him seriously because he dropped out of high school? No, you should. You should listen. Anybody that you want to listen to, you should listen so then, to. There you go. And then, like I maybe said, maybe somebody wants to listen fine. to Corey Taylor's take. But is a lot of people will want to listen to anything Corey Taylor has to say. But again, is this? I mean, you're right. There is a there was a point where he, you know he did sing the lyrics. I want to rip your heart out of your. I no, want to rip. I want to rip your throat and fuck the wound. No, I want to <laughs> slit your throat and, and fuck, fuck the, wound. the wound. I want to stick it in and feel the smooth. Yeah. So I don't know about that last part of the lyric, but no. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm not. You know, if Zach De La Roca wants to write a, a, a or a manifesto or whatever the case may be about politics and how things are in America, same thing. It's like, dude, where's your education? Where, where, well, where's your thing? I, I know you can because you have an audience, but to me, you know, to me, I think that it's it's taking advantage of the audience. So, in other words, you need. So, in other words, if somebody is supposed, you to don't need an education, but you have to present it correctly. Uh, what, but you're just said that you need an education. No, no, no. You're no. saying you're saying if, you're, right, if you, it's a comedy book, if you're like if you're like George Carlin's writing about America in a comedic way, and he's a comedian, then he is his platform is is totally fine. I want to hear a politics record written by Corey Taylor because that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I know he writes books and stuff like that on a, on the side, but. I don't think that a, a, a politics book or anything about America from, you know, the guy from Slipknot should be taken seriously or really even made, you know? See, I disagree. I think if, I think you should be able to write whatever the fuck you want to write. And look at how much mis- it misinformation. Takes I, I can write a story about people, look, anything. Look, there are idiots. We're going to talk about them in just a little bit. There are idiots out there that post things about uh, uh, vaccination. Don't get your kids vaccinated because they write a meme. You did it. Let's go. All right, we're off to Corey Taylor's side. So the extra of Mice and Men frontman, uh, Austin Carlisle, he, uh, he threw out a, a meme on Twitter, which is obviously going to start, you know, wars across the Internet, um, saying that uh, vaccinations will cause all these issues. So Paulo from Trivium came back 
stating some facts, being like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, stated the obvious that, I mean, he, he suffers from a horrible disease, Marfan syndrome, uh, and that he's living, you know, med- med- modern medicine is what's keeping him alive and not in pain, all these things. And then Carlisle came back with a, a series of, I guess, conspiracy theory tweets. And so obviously there was an argument between the two about this on Twitter, you know, and the where, way, where all arguments should be held, where, exactly. where every single argument should be held and arguing for, uh, I don't know if people, are, here's the thing. It's weird. I think people need to learn how to argue correctly, arguing the only way an argument works. And if you can cut me off and hopefully this doesn't sound condescending cause I'm not trying to be that way. But if you're willing to listen to what I have to say and I'm willing to listen to what well, you hold have on to a say, second, settle. Okay. If we wait both, a minute. Okay. If we're both, hey. you're, you're, it's just annoying. <laughs> um, if we're both willing to listen to each other, okay, we can argue right. because we're both hearing each other, right? Right. That's A. You just have to be able to listen. Right. That's a big problem. B, okay, is if people are willing to come to a compromise, then an argument can end. So if I'm just going to scream at you and you're not listening to me and you're going to scream at me and I'm not listening to you, which is what happens constantly, right, in, 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 on the social media – it's meaningless and a waste of time for everybody involved. Well, anybody that's got a conspiracy, like any conspiracy theorist will go, look at the proof. And then you look at the proof and it's very, it's got way too many holes in it. And just because it's got holes in it. But the point is. It, but they hold on to that. They hold on to it like it's the truth. So it's very difficult. And, and when, you talk, when you do talk to somebody who holds on to a belief, like mm-hmm. it is fact, a belief. A belief that is fact. It's hard. It's like when you. It's just like talking religion, where it's like you have one person saying, uh, "Oh, this is the way. This is what God intended. This is what God intended." Okay. And meanwhile, somebody else is going, "But God doesn't exist." Here's my list of proof. Show me your proof that God exists. I'll show you how God exists. And then they go, "See, we're here. God exists." That's their. That's it's that. That's their argument. But you, no, no. You, I think you. Okay. No, but what I'm saying is, though, is there are, no, no. There stop, are, stop, stop. If you're not willing to listen. Don't have the conversation. So if some guy comes up to me and says, uh, all gay people are going to hell, I'm not willing to listen to him. So I'm not going to have a conversation with him because there's no point to arguing. We both have to listen to each other, correct? Or vice versa. If he thinks that and I want to scream at him and say, you're wrong and this is why, he's not willing to listen to me. Therefore, there's no argument. But my thing is – There's no point to talk. And you and I always have this argument because I always get into Facebook fights about political issues and stuff because I hate our fascist president. And the problem is, Dude, I, is, the problem is, though, is like Pete tells me not to say anything, but I feel compelled to say something because if nobody says anything, then it's just going to run if rampant. no one's willing to listen, okay, if you're talking to someone Millions that doesn't... Millions of no, people no, stop, stop. listen to that shit. No, that's, this is the problem. If, if you're not willing, okay, to listen to their side and they're not willing to listen to your side, it's a waste of both your time. You're right. I know I'm right. You're That's right. how arguments work. There is a, you know, like but, a science but, to an argument. But what I'm trying to tell you, know? you though, is when this message is getting per- perpetuated and when this message is getting thrown out there, more and more people are grabbing on to that message. And I feel like if I don't say anything, maybe, maybe if I, I, feel, I feel if I say something, I can keep people from grabbing onto that message. You know what I mean? Then you're going you're gonna to spend a lot of energy arguing with people that don't want to listen to you and vice versa. That's, that's, that's what I, I know what happens, but that's what I feel this thing was between Paulo and Austin. It's well, you two people one, that don't want to listen to each other well, you have talking. One guy, well, you have one guy who's actually got facts behind him, and then you've got another fucking moron out there who's saying, you know what? Fuck polio. I, it's, it, polio was made up by the government anyway. What and are here's we the thing. talking I'm about? I'm not it? disagreeing with your side on anything here. I'm not, dude. I, I, I will always pick a side in, in, in a fight like this. Like, obviously, I think Paulo is, is on the right. However, 
okay? Austin's not willing to listen. So let's not even have it. Let's not even do it. You know, let's 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 walk away and and talk about it, you know, to someone that is willing to listen. Now say if, say they were at the uh at the uh, you know, 50-50, let's compromise. Okay, I'll listen to your side, you listen to my side. Okay, and they come to a compromise. Something gets resolved. Nothing gets resolved these days because we're so passionate with emotion that we're not wanting to listen. We just know we're right. We just know we're right. We just know we're right. Like I said, the, the, the people that walk up to me and say, hey, gay people are going to hell, they just know they're right, right? It's a waste of my time to waste my energy and everything like that if that's how their mind is. Until they're willing to listen, their mind won't change. True or false? Uh, that's not true. So if oh, so their mind will change before they're willing to listen to, to I'm another trying to tell uh, you, I'm trying to tell you that it is once you pr- present someone and let them know that there is indeed an opposition out there, like because a lot of the times they'll come to you and go like, hey, you know, you know gay people are going to hell, right? And you're like, no, fuck you. And then th- that shocks them. What do you mean? I can't believe they disagree with me. What? This doesn't make any sense to me. Bro, what they're world shocked, are you living in? That's not true at all. That is true. <laughs> That's not that how conversations true. go. No, because again, this is a, this is once again, this is how Pete likes to deal with things. He likes to he likes to stay into a safe space and he it's likes to pretend safe. and put his fingers in his ears and pretend like it's not happening. And the, my point is is I feel like it's important for you to say something when there is an injustice happening. And if you don't say something and if you don't let those people that are committing the injustices let the and if you don't let them know that they're fucking up and they're pissing you off they're gonna keep on doing it i know but this is the thing i think because people did that and 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 on top of that these people they like to surround themselves with people that are like-minded exactly so when they do no but when but my thing is though is it's it's and a lot of times it's a shock to the system to hear like whoa what the fuck like i thought everybody thought like this no they don't they don't so it is important for you to say something now, to keep, the, to keep it going, to keep it going and going and going, I'll admit, that is a giant waste of time. But if you want to let someone know, but if they say something that is blatantly wrong to me, and I'm like, well, here you go, bam, here's the facts, and they're still fucking coming at me, that's when I stop. I go, well, obviously you're not going to pay attention to any of the, the proof that I have for you, No, so we're moving on. The fact that you even waste to give them facts is, is, is obvious, because the facts are out there for themselves, but they're not willing to find them. If you want to find the truth on something, what do you do? You find it. But speaking of arguments, let's move into our next story here, okay? So um, the Marduk show in Oakland a couple weeks ago was canceled out of fear and backlash because of ignorance and people thinking that these guys are a Nazi band, they're out of Sweden, um, all those things. So um, what happened is that um, every Monday, as you know, we're posted on Metal Sucks. Uh, our podcast is up there with a great guest. And then also they post the uh, wonderful work of Whitney Moore and uh, the This Week in Metal, right? So last, time, last week and This Week in Metal, there was a, uh, a, a quick rant at the end of her uh, segment, and we would like to play that for you real quick if you haven't heard it. I was at the show in L.A. the night before and didn't notice anything of the white supremacy sort from the band or from the fans. Although, there was this guy on the mezzanine that was a dick to my friend and I for standing behind him. Was it because my friend is Mexican and he's a neo-Nazi, or is he just another elitist, curmudgeonly black metal fan? You know, what is it about the black metal subgenre that brings an army of assholes to every show? Just stay home if you're going to be a pissy dickhead. We're all there for the same reason. And listen, to this guy's girlfriend, I'm sorry that you have to date that greasy Steve Bannon lookalike who probably jerks it to Sonic Vore, but acting like a cunt to other women at metal shows to prove you're the most cult just makes you a shitty person, so fuck you both. That's all. Thank you. It feels really great to get that out. Yeah, see? So, yeah. No, do, no hey. when somebody's acting like a cock to you, you've, it's great to fucking to say something about it. Uh, uh, hey, I, I, uh, I, I disagree. 
I, I mean, you, you, I know, I know you agree. I disagree. I, I, I can, I got thick skin, bro. You can, I can dish it out. I can take it. I'm not, I'm not here to fight with people. I'm no, here you to don't, you don't do want to things. dish it out. No, I, I don't. Well, I, no, I want to dish it out to people I know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like friends, you know, right. but right. I, I want to hurt the people that no. I love. Like, I like everybody, bro. I like a lot of people in this world. So I'm not oh, trying not to. Me. I know. I know you're the opposite. So I'm not trying to uh, change the them. I'm trying to learn from them and they can learn from me. And that's uh, that. But anyway, so Brandon's, so, Brandon's pro meteor. Whitney was mad. Right? right. She was mad. And rightfully so. But I was like, you know what, man? I got to go out and find this dude. So went out to L.A. We're in Las Vegas. Not a, not a, not a far yeah, drive. Yeah, so maybe three and a half hours. Found drive. this guy at the Marduk show that was completely out of line with her. And I, I was very nice, but I, I wanted to, to get a read on who this was. And uh, here we go. Let's play the interview of me interviewing so this I, guy. So I've uh, flown out to L.A. to uh, find this fan <clears throat> that was at the Marduk show. And I have located you, sir. Um, what, what is your name? Uh, I go by Tuman Yet Jesus. Tumen Yed Jesus, and that translates in English to? It is Swedish for Thumbs Down Jesus. Thumbs Down Jesus. Okay, and so I can assume that you're from Sweden. Russia. And why do you give Jesus a thumbs down? He doesn't get thumbs up, like when someone does something good or score goal in hockey or, or soccer or football. Um, what else do you hate? Oh, God. There's so many things. Uh, children. Uh, the puppies. What do you love? Oh, you know, things that are on fire. So, um, you were at this Marduk show in Los Angeles with your girlfriend. Is this correct? You mean that person I beat all the time? I I suppose? Yes. Okay. Do you remember, um, Whitney Moore and her friend standing behind you at this show? Who is, who is this Whitney Moore? What is, what is his problem? (laughs) Yes. Um, she, it's a girl. It's a female. Um, oh, oh, I thought you were talking about a person. Um, uh, do you not consider females people? I mean, you know, they help make people, but, you know. What if they're on fire? Oh, then I like them. <laughs> well, there was an incident that occurred, and uh, the Metal Sucks listeners are very curious on what exactly went down because she was very upset with uh, how you treated her and her friend. So I was uh, on the mezzanine watching show, and this blonde girl and her brown friend, they were just, you know, cheering, uh, keeping me from foreboding. What do you mean exactly by keeping you from foreboding? I want everyone to know that I am a child of Satan. Why? You know, you know how you smile, like stupid face? <laughs> I do opposite. Now, do you feel that maybe... Whitney and her friend were smiling with stupid face. Absolutely. And do you feel that your black metal uh, culture is inclusive and that you should continually go to shows if you feel this way? Well, obviously, I need to spread the word. To? To everybody. Do you think Marduk uh, um, agrees with you, thumbs down, Jesus? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> come on. They forebode. Yeah. So as you can see, yeah, that there guy, was no there was no point for uh, that bit the conversation but, there at all. <laughs> the guy was not willing to listen, not compromise, has the wrong eye set, gives black metal fans a bad name, all of that. He definitely so Whitney sounded, was right. He definitely sounded familiar, and we support. Uh, you know, obviously calling that guy out, we do. Yeah, he sounds like someone we know, and I probably won't give the next guy a chance that uh, that. Uh, does such a stupid thing in a black metal show. But, you know, I went out there. I went out of my way. I tried. Yeah, you, you know, know what? Pete was just What's trying foreboding to, mean? Pete's trying to be the bridge. I'm, try, I'm trying to bring peace between the communities, Yeah, br- Pete's trying to be the bridge between Whitney and this sack of shit. 
That's what he likes to do. He likes to bring nice people together with sacks of shit. That's the kind of guy Pete is. Well, I brought together uh, Landfill, Phil Hall from Iron Maiden, with you, so I did kind of do that. Iron Iron Maiden? Iron Reagan. (laughs) Sorry, man. So, uh, anyways, uh, we did get uh, the pleasure to talk to Landfill from Iron Reagan, Cannabis Corpse, Municipal Waste, all those bands, dude. So uh, here we go. Let's hit this interview and see how it goes. Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm Brandon. This is Pete. And we have Landfill from Iron Reagan on the phone. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on your show. Excellent. So you got the new album, Crossover Ministry, out on tour right now, and you're touring with Power Trip? Yep, yep. It's just starting today. Uh, Well, actually, uh, we have like a warm-up show today in Nashville, and then we meet up with Power Trip tomorrow in Texas to get the official tour started. Right, excellent, excellent. And uh, the video you guys released is a claymation video for Fuck the Neighbors, you know, very friendly. Uh, it was seeing yourself as a claymation. How was seeing yourself as a claymation figure? Uh, was it a dream come true? Yeah, I mean, I love that video a lot. I remember when I first saw it when Tony and I were sitting in the in the van, and he was like, oh, the, the claymation video is here. And we pulled it up and watched it, and we both looked at each other like, oh, my God, that was so awesome. Yeah, it's like it kind of it, it reminded me of the uh, uh, the green jello, you know, like back in the day. Like that's immediately what I thought. Of. I was thinking, I don't know why, but I was thinking James and the Giant Peach for some reason. <laughs> right. Like there's something about the likeness of it. But what is your favorite claymation like uh, video or movie? Uh, you know, I think that those old Tool videos were pretty sweet oh, in, as far as like you know weird claymation. Just because I was a little kid when those things came out, and they seemed super duper creepy and weird i mean ours is definitely not on the creepy tip but uh there's a lot of cool claymation videos out there there was this funny one that esi put out um where they made glenn benton into like a claymated character and and uh, it was pretty ridiculous seeing him uh in his glory in claymation form what do you think about uh how do you think they nailed your likeness uh, they did pretty good, except for I don't play a Gibson SG. I play a Fender Strat. But Those stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> That's, that attention to detail is kind of impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, I'm probably the only person on earth that would notice something like that. But I think overall they did a great job, and it's really funny, and, and uh, it's definitely a first as far as music videos that we've done, for sure. Now, do you think there might be like a trilogy off the crossover ministry album of, of maybe, uh, I, I always go with trilogy of like claymation videos, or do you think this is kind of a one-off for the song? Uh, you know, never say never. Uh, I don't think that we have any plans in the immediate future to do another one, but this one has been so cool and turned out so great that I definitely wouldn't mind bringing back those characters and having like something funny happen, you know? Is there like There's a, a million things you could do? Is there is is it is there like a production like cost type of thing? I mean, it's like you would think that everybody would want to have at least one video like this, but you know, a lot of people kind of stray away from it. Is it just the time that goes into it? Is it the money? Uh, you know, that's not my department really. <laughs> I uh, I was just a bystander in the production of that video. I don't really know much about all those details, but I know that. Uh, they did a really good job, and and uh, it's entertaining for sure. Awesome. So uh, back to the song, Fuck the Neighbors. Is this based on a true experience between Iron Reagan and some neighbors, or is it just uh, 
kind of. I a, think it's an experience that everybody has had. Uh, there's definitely times that I can remember the neighbors annoying me, and I think that's just part of the human existence. <laughs> I, I think you and everyone else listening to this podcast right now can think of at least one instance where they were annoyed by their neighbors. Mm-hmm. I, there was a time when I was like 17 practicing with my first death metal band where we were practicing in my friend's apartment, like in the city, and uh, we stopped playing and there was a, a girl like in the window, you know, right across from our window just screaming at us like, you motherfuckers, I'm trying to study like y'all are playing loud music, blah, 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 you know, and uh, I'm sh- it was just funny. You know? Did you turn the amps up or apologize? <laughs> Uh, we just, just were kind of like, uh... Pretended yeah, like she I didn't exist. Kinda, <laughs> 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 uh, we don't we see you. Just, like, we should have just burned her house down or something. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> that we, now, now we know where the inspiration for the video came from. <laughs> <laughs> now, you are yeah. currently active in, uh, in Muni Waste and Iron Reagan and Cannabis Corpse. Which of these bands are full-time and which are part-time? Uh, well, I just kind of balanced between all three bands. Uh, it depends on what cool tours come down the pike. I know that the rest of this year is basically booked up for me, and uh, Municipal Waste has a new record coming down the pike, and so does Cannabis Corpse. And uh, so I'm going to be busy. I, ju- I just like to keep the ball rolling and, and stay out there as much as I can while I'm young and I can do it. Right. I, uh, I, one thing about Muni Waste that I love is uh, your guys' T-shirts. I mean, it, it, they are unbelievable. And there was one that you guys put out with uh, Donald Trump putting a gun to his own head and he's pu- and pulling the trigger. And I just wanted to see what kind of a backlash you guys got from that. Uh, well, that, that T-shirt was a, a success and people seem to really like it. So I, I, I haven't really caught any splat from anybody. So, I mean, so far, so good. Right. Now, who comes up with the T-shirt I, I ideas? People, people were curious. People were curious if, like, Donald Trump was going to like try to like fuck with us about it. Can we say fuck on your podcast? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we like the well, word fuck. Okay, well, uh, yeah, we were we were asked a couple times if Donald Trump was going to mess with us, but I think he's got much bigger fish to fry than some. Crash band from Richmond, Virginia. I don't know, dude. I the guy know. focuses on some <laughs> dumb shit. Like, I mean, like, look what SNL does to him. And, oh, this isn't funny. And he takes to the Twitter. I mean, the guy's a psychopath. Yeah, but anyway, to get off that subject, the, the majority of our T-shirt designs are done by uh, a guy named James Callahan, who also does the comic book uh, as the artist Spark Comics. And he's done a ton of artwork around Richmond, Virginia. And uh, he's a terrific artist and... Uh, uh, the majority of our designs and Cannabis Corpse uh, are done by that guy, James uh, Callahan. Well, we appreciate you, James Callahan, for your contributions. Uh, yeah. Now, are you currently looking to start any other projects? I mean, or yeah, the three that you got going on right now, good. Well, you know, I'm always uh, trying to do new music, and uh, I enjoy being creative. It's fun for me. You know, some people like to sit around and play video games or some people like to, I don't know, shoot some hoops, but I enjoy just sitting there playing guitar and coming up with new riffs and coming up with new music. So there's always musical projects that I'm working on and, and things that I'm doing outside of the three major bands that I got going. Um, this year I've already completed all three albums for all three bands. So now I've got some free time to kind of explore other musical ideas, but 
you know, for the most part, I, they keep me so busy that when I finally come home from a long tour, I just want to sit there on the couch and watch a little TV for a little while. But, you know, I enjoy making music and I'm always going to do it until my brain stops functioning. Right. And I was going to ask you, because you have three bands already, and when you come up with a riff, do you ever, have you come up with a riff or with a riff in the past and you're just like, you know what, that riff just doesn't fit these three bands. You know, I'm going to hold on to this one just in case something else comes along on a later date. Uh, yeah, actually, I, you know, if I'm sitting around playing guitar, I'll get out my phone and just use the voice memo application on my phone to like record all the little riffs that I come up with. And then when I upload them on my computer, I'll kind of put them into folders like really good riffs, uh, medium riffs, or like shitty riffs. And, you know, I'll fill them up with different uh, riffs. And so whenever I'm trying to actually write a song, I'll just kind of start looking around through those folders and dig out riffs that I forgot about completely, you know, and, and try to build songs off of them. I feel like it's a, it's something that really works for me and, you know, because there's nothing worse than sitting down to write a song and then you just don't have any ideas or any direction. So I just keep up these folders full of riffs just to give me a direction when I want to get creative. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys did a few videos with Miscible Waste with Lloyd Kaufman, the genius behind Troma. Are you personally a fan of Troma movies? Of course. I mean, those things are wild, you know. <laughs> They're what? pretty outrageous i mean recently there's an old theater in richmond virginia called bird theater and lloyd kaufman came down and premiered one of his movies and uh, it was really cool because lloyd kaufman was there kind of giving a speech or whatever about the movie and and uh people were asking him if he's doing better these days than he was in the old days and he was like no i'm pretty much scraping by just as always if anything the internet has like made it even harder to make money as an independent movie studio, you know, and and I thought that made sense, but it's kind of kind of crazy that after all these years, he's still just kind of like, I feel, you know, in the underground and not really doing much better or worse than he was in the old days. What is the best trauma movie according to Landfill? Uh, well, I like, uh, well, you know, that's a tough question because there's so many amazing movies. I'll let you but pick Duke three. Oh, okay. Class of Newcom High is Class of Newcom High is always pretty good. They are they all have sort of like an entertainment value that's very unique to Troma movies. So wasn't there one called Surf Nazis Must Die? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Wanted, oh, yeah. Just yeah. wanted to double check. Citizen Toxie is my favorite. <laughs> I got Citizen Toxie at the top, and then right next to that's probably Tromeo and Juliet. But I mean Class of Newcom oh, yeah. High is a good one, man. So I uh, <laughs> So, Phil, now that Lemmy is gone, someone has to replace his cameo in all the trauma movies. Are you going to try and get this job? Is it going to be you? Uh, I'm available. <laughs> if they need me, I'll be there. Right on. You know, it's funny. We uh, Cannabis Corpse actually did a uh, movie one time called In the Loop that had James Gandolfini in it. And it had, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's in that show, um, Feet, with, you know, on the uh, HBO show. Okay. Uh, she, she was in... She was in My Girl. She was like the little girl in My Girl. Oh, Anna Clumsy or Chumsley? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this movie called In the Loop is actually what Veep is based off of. It was like a British political comedy. But anyway, in the movie, there's a scene where the square like politician types just get straight end up going to a bar where Cannabis Corpse is playing, and we had like a cameo in the film and. 
And uh, it was released in theaters in the UK and stuff, so it's kind of crazy that Cannabis Corpse was able to take the Cannibal Corpse parody even to the level of appearing in a major motion picture. Yeah. And uh, Muni Waste, The Art of Partying, 10th anniversary is this year. Uh, any plans to commemorate that album? Uh, you know, uh, la- uh, like I want to say last year or maybe two years ago, we did the 10th anniversary of Hazardous Mutation uh, in L.A. where we performed the entire record all the way through. And uh, we flew out there just to do this one-off show, and it was pretty crazy, you know, um, playing this one record all the way through. There were some songs that we hadn't ever played, so uh, it was a wild experience. Maybe we'll do that for the Art of Partying as well. And uh, with Cannabis Corpse, I wanted to ask, like, how uh, do you guys just sit around, smoke some weed, and just think of something uh, think of something weed-related to write about? I mean, is it pretty much that easy, is it? Well, yeah. When we were about 17, I have a twin brother named Josh who also plays drums in Cannabis Corpse. Okay. Uh, we, thought of, we thought of the name one day, and uh, we just thought it was such a good name and so memorable because we were trying to think of a name for our death metal band, and uh, we just thought it was a really catchy and fun name and would definitely be way different than all the typical death metal band names out there and maybe would even help us get noticed a little bit. Uh, more so than if our band was called like Bloody Skull Satanic Death Nazi or something like that. You know? <laughs> it's not too and, bad. Uh, so, I think know, that's a trauma like, movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, so, you know, we thought Cannabis Corpse was like fucking really fun and cool. And like, uh, and uh, we asked Cannibal Corpse if it was cool, like, uh, before we even did the movie. And uh, we asked Paul Mazurkowitz, the drummer in Cannibal Corpse, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't, I don't <laughs> think he even, I don't think he even knew that uh, we were going to take the band as far as gone. And I mean, we've completed our, like our fifth album, so I wonder how many people. I wonder how many people. You want to hear the title of the record? Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I want to know how many people, like, thought they were getting the new Cannibal Corpse album and then bought Cannabis Corpse, and they were just like, well, this is a different sound. I'm kind of liking it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we've gotten a lot of comparisons, of course, but I definitely feel like at this point it's become its own thing, and, uh, you know, we're Cannabis Corpse, you know, and we... We're no, we're not, we're definitely paying homage to our favorite band of in course. the world, Corpse, but, but no. it's, I think it's become its own thing by now. Now, you did tour with uh, with Six Feet Under and Chris Barnes with Can- Cannabis Corpse, right? Oh, yes, we did a tour with Chris Barnes and uh, Six Feet Under, and uh, that was a fantastic tour. That was really good. Uh, you know, despite what people say, I found Chris to be a really nice guy and that tour to be really fun and and uh, we actually ended up working together on a few albums after that. And uh, so I'm really grateful to Barnes for giving us the opportunity to make some music with him and work with Metal Blade Records, which is a personal dream of mine. And uh, we did a record called Crypt of the Devil, where basically Josh and I produced and wrote and recorded the entire record, and then Barnes put his vocals on top. And... Uh, it turned out pretty good, and we even have Brandon Ellis, the current guitar player in Black Dahlia Murder, handling all the solos on the records. Uh, record, so the solos turned out particularly great. Oh, really cool! No, I do. I, I, yeah, it's a good record. So, 
uh, speaking of other other records, um, just out of curiosity, because Municipal Waste is you know got that crash over thrash thing. So does Iron Reagan. Uh, Sod Stormtrooper to the Death. The speaking English or speak English or die. It's a landmark record for that whole scene. But do you feel that record is lyrically dated, or do you think people are just too sensitive for it these days? Uh, no, it's a thrash record. You know, it sounds. It's like it's a classic record. I mean, it, that was one of that was definitely musically an influence for us. And uh, you know, as far as everything Anthrax has done, and and all those old arena thrash bands, you know, they're such timeless albums. You can never get tired of listening to that stuff. Do you think? Do you think like? Um like Iron Reagan could release an album with a name similar to Speak English or Die, or do you think the world is just too PC for that? Uh, you know, I don't really have an opinion on that stuff. You know, I just like playing music and uh, bringing my music to all the fans out there. And, and you know, I have fun being on tour, and I'm looking forward to uh, playing this new album for all the people out there and seeing what they think. And so since you've been in the metal scene for as long as you have been now with Municipal Waste and everything else, do you feel it's become more inclusive uh, for people? Or do you think it's uh, there's still a lot of barriers and a lot of ignorance in the scene as far as like the fans go? I don't I don't uh, experience any barriers or, you know, I feel like people for the most part just want to hear some good music and see some good bands and come out and let off a little steam with some aggressive music. And and uh, that's why I got into it and. I love uh, cranking up my amp and playing loud and drinking beer and having a good time with all the fans out there. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Right on. Well, uh, Landfill, thank you for uh, letting us talk to you from Iron Reagan, Muni- Municipal Waste, Cannabis Corpse. Cannabis Corpse. Uh, once again, the new album, Crossover Ministry, is out right now, and they're going to be starting the tour here. Well, you're going to do the kickoff where you're going to do the practice show what tonight and then you're actually going to kick off the tour on the 24th right yep yep kicking off the tour tomorrow and it goes until march 16th so you guys get out there uh check out the dates check out all that stuff oh yeah oh yeah and uh and make sure you keep a lookout for our aaron reagan's new album crossover ministry and it's out now and in the future municipal waste has a record coming out and cannabis course as well a record called Left hand pass. All that in 2017, correct? Yep. Cool, man. Busy man, busy man. Well, Landfill, thank you so much for letting us talk to you, brother. All right, thank you guys very much. Talk to you soon. Take care. Hey, neighbor. Yard looks great. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow, is the party evening tonight or tomorrow or... Strangers are dancing, I keep my voice down! Why is it wait to walk?
boys. You guys are fucking up my schedule. Metal Sucks Podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. gave you a taste of every one of his bands as he said he's gonna have new records from uh cannabis corpse and municipal waste this year but the first song was iron reagan uh fuck the neighbor second song cannabis corpse mummified in pong water and then the last song you should know it's uh 10 years uh, old now but municipal waste the art of partying and uh before that it was a riveting interview with uh landfill from iron reagan <laughs> yes it was answered dude. all the hard-hitting questions thank you Phil. so um Anyways, man, that's it. That's huh? pretty much it that's for the, the Metal show, Sucks dude. podcast. Don't forget to uh, hit up metalsucks.net or follow them on Facebook. Leave a nice comment for the lovely Whitney Moore, who we've never met. Could be a bad person. No, maybe, no. maybe the other person was doing something nice, and then she was like, uh-uh. We don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm know. A, no, no, dude. That's, that's just you being <laughs> your... That's what we call a conspiracy theory. Every Monday, make sure you support This Week in Metal. You click on that after you listen to us. We are, I consider, a team for sure. So uh, until next week, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Get your kids vaccinated. Metal Sucks Podcast <laughs> out. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>